from Toronto, Canada. This is the Rockstar Radio Show. Louder than the DJ. I said louder. Louder than the DJ. Only on Rock Antenna. Here's your host, Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Hey, this is Ben from Billy Talent, and welcome to the holiday edition of Louder Than the DJ. And what a show it will be. Uh, I'm very excited to have my old friend and all-around great human, Cone, from none other than the mighty Sum 41 as my guest. And as well, we're going to be visiting some of my favorite moments from the interviews I've done thus far on the show. I'll be playing clips from my interview with Richard Z.K. from Ramstein, Tim from Rise Against, and Laura Jane Grace from Against Me. I'll also be talking about a crazy experience that just happened recently that involves a legendary guitar player from Rush, Led Zeppelin, and Billy Talent. Let's just say it's pretty cool. But first, what a fucking year it has been. And it's hard to believe that this is still going on. And in some regards, it's, it's the worst it's ever been. But I truly believe that next year will be the year that we finally get to move forward from this illness. And I just want to send all my love to anyone that's lost somebody or who's sick and who is currently fighting this thing. Just know that I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love. I believe in good intention and I believe in putting good energy out into the world because, well, I think it's important and I think it's necessary. And in these dark times, I think it's important to shine some light and try to be positive. So I'm going to start the show off with songs that make me happy and then inspire hope because as much as it feels like this is never going to end, it will. And we will all be together again. So if you can, get up, turn it up, and let's sing, dance, laugh, cry, and hang out for the next couple hours. But just know that you're going to be okay. Rock Antenna, the rock star radio show. Louder than the DJ. Here's your host, Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Welcome back. This is Louder Than the DJ. I am Ben Kowalowicz, and this is Rock Antenna. Okay, so I need to talk to you about something. If you're a music fan, and I know that's a broad statement, but if you love music and bands and history, you need, you need to watch the new Beatles documentary called Get Back. It is one of the coolest fucking things that I've ever seen. It dispels so many myths about the band, and it is must-viewing. It's directed by Peter Jackson from Lord of the Rings fame and took something like four years to comb through all the footage to make it into the movie that it is. And it's broken up into roughly three parts, and each episode is about two hours, but it flies by. It's something that I think I'll probably watch at least 50 times. Uh, the cool thing about it, too, is that all the film and the audio has been corrected somehow. I don't know how he did it, but it sounds and looks like it was made today, which is, you know, this is going back to 1969. It's just it's just nuts. But this movie documents them making their infamous Let It Be record, which was their last record, by the way, and they wanted it to do something different, so they wanted to record it live. So it shows them just sitting around and jamming. But the thing that blew me away was their relationship with each other. You would think, or at least from everything that you heard, that they would sit there and it'd be angry and there would be no vibe in the room, but it was completely the opposite. They laugh and they joke around together and it just looks like they genuinely love each other. There's one part 
where Paul McCartney is playing his bass and jamming on this riff, just sitting in front of the drum kit with Ringo and George. And Ringo and George are just kind of nodding off and not really paying attention and yawning. And you watch in real time Paul start jamming this riff, and then about 30, 40, 50 seconds pass, and then bam, he gets it. And you see in real time him come up with what would be one of the Beatles' biggest songs, Get Back. It was like watching the universe just open up and shine down on him. So here's that infamous song, which was recorded live, by the way. Here's the Beatles with Get Back on Louder Than the DJ on Rock Antenna. Rock Antenna, the rock star radio show. Louder than the DJ. Here's your host, Ben Kualowitz from Billy Talent. Hey, welcome back to Louder Than the DJ. It is Ben. How are you? Merry Christmas Eve. Okay, I got something cool to tell you. So I've become friends with Andy Kim over the last couple years. Who's Andy Kim, you might ask? Well, Andy Kim is a guy who's written some of the biggest rock songs ever. I'm talking, he wrote Sugar Sugar. You know Sugar Sugar? Sugar Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. Right? So he wrote that and also wrote Rock Me Gently. You know, Rock Me Gently. Yeah. Anyway, so Andy is the most wonderful kind, compassionate person I've ever met. He's just a wonderful, wonderful soul. And we met through some mutual friends and developed our own kind of friendship. One thing that he does is for the last 17 years, he's been throwing this annual Christmas concert to raise money and awareness for mental health. He's raised over $2 million in counting. Now, the concert happens at different venues across Toronto, and it's always around Christmas time. This year's venue was at Massey Hall. Now, I'm not sure if I can explain to you how special Massey Hall is. It's one of, if not the most, respected and adorned venues in all of Canada. It's like a cathedral of music. The walls have been drenched with some of the most important bands and artists of all time, and it was recently part of a three-year restoration project and has just opened its doors a few weeks ago. Anyway, Andy called me and asked if Billy Talent would like to play this year. Now, we haven't really been playing a lot due to the pandemic, but at that time, the numbers were fairly low, and uh, it was all mass-mandated and double vaccination, so we felt pretty safe. Anyway, so he was extremely appreciative that we were going to be doing it. And a couple weeks later, I get a message. And he asked me if I would be okay with sending my information to Alex Lifeson. Alex Lifeson is the guitar player from one of the biggest bands ever from Canada, Rush. So here I am being asked if I would send my email to Alex Lifeson. And I was like, sure. Is there a reason why? He's like, yeah, he's doing this thing. He was also playing the charity concert, by the way. And he was wondering if I wanted to get up and be one of the singers to sing The Battle of Evermore by Led Zeppelin and the outro of Stairway to Heaven. Uh, yes. <laughs> of course. So needless to say, uh, it, it was one of the coolest things to be asked to do. Uh, we did it. And I had an absolute blast. Ian actually got to, from Billy Talent as well, got to play guitar beside Alex Lifeson. So here I am at one of the most legendary venues in all of Canada, standing beside one of the legendary guitar players of all time, singing Led Zeppelin songs. I mean, as a kid, when you're growing up playing in a band, these are the types of things that you dream about or you couldn't even dream about doing. So anyway, very big thank you to Andy and to Alex Lifeson from Rush for having me. With that being said, here's some Led Zeppelin on Louder than the DJ on Rock Antenna. Rock Antenna, the rock star radio show. Louder, louder, louder than the DJ. 
Louder Than the DJ. Here's your host, Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Welcome back to Louder Than the DJ. This is Ben. So in 2016, we got asked by Rush if we would be interested in covering a song off their 2112 record. So they were doing a reissue because it was the 40th anniversary of the record. So here we are being asked by Rush to play one of their songs for a reissue of one of their records, one of their biggest records. So here we are going, okay, sure. I mean, it's an incredible honor, but it's also an incredible challenge. The four of us locked ourselves in the studio. We combed over every single part until we were confident in each other's abilities that we could pull it off. Now, a little side story to that. My father-in-law, more or less, is Terry Brown, who was the legendary producer who produced that record. So I got to talk to him about some of the, uh, uh, you know, how the record was recorded. That was very cool. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, that was Billy Talent playing Passage to Bangkok by Rush. So coming up next is going to be my four favorite songs of 2021. Stick around. Rock Antenna, the rock star radio show. Louder Than the DJ. Here's your host, Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Welcome back to Louder Than the DJ. I'm Ben. So as I mentioned off the top of the show, I know that this year has been probably the hardest year for all of us, ever. And I just want to take a minute to send all my love and thoughts to all the bands and artists and all the men and women on the touring crew, the local crews, the venues, the promoters, the agents, the wait staff, the bartenders who are all been trying to navigate and endure this thing. I see you. I love you. And I'm sending all my positive energy your way. And here's hoping that next year we can get back to what we do safely and without interruption. So with that being said, there were some bright moments. There were. And it came to me in the form of music. So I'm going to talk about some bands and some songs that helped me get through the year. So first up is a band from Bristol, England called Idols. Now, I'm not sure what else to say about these guys other than they are definitely in the running for band of the year. They work hard. They have great messages. I love everything that they put out. And they just seem to me like they would be the band that you want to go see when they come to your town. So, but first, before them, is another band from Canada. And you may not know them, but you should. They are four women based here in the city, and they have become one of the biggest bands in this country, but are also some of the nicest and coolest people that you'll ever meet. And they rock. Here's the beaches with Blow Up and Idols with Grounds. Only on Louder Than the DJ on Rock Antenna. Rock Antenna, the rock star radio show. Louder than the DJ. Here's your host, Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Welcome back to Louder Than the DJ. That was Idols with Grounds and The Beaches with Blow Up. So I'm going to play a couple more songs from bands that were brand new to me this year, which I think is so cool. I played this song a while ago on the show, but it's definitely one of my favorites of the year. So I thought I'd play it again. The song is called Better Each Day, and it's from a band called Nobro, who are from Montreal. They're a four-piece band, and they will be joining Billy Talent across Canada in the new year, hopefully. And I love this song, and looking forward to watching it live every single night. And the last song I'm going to play is from my new fave band. 
I just discovered them this year, and they're a band called Turnstile. I played the band before, but I'm going to play a different song. These guys are blowing up at the moment, and hopefully we'll be able to see them next year. And honestly, if these dudes come through your town, go see them play. You will not regret it. So here's No Bro with Better Each Day and Turnstile with Mystery on my favorite songs of 2021 on Louder Than The DJ on Rock Antenna. From Toronto, Canada, this is the Rockstar Radio Show, Louder Than The DJ. I said louder. Louder than the DJ. Only on Rock Antenna. Here's your host, Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for taking the time. Because um, I know, you know, it's, uh, yeah, just thank you. It's nice of you <laughs> to, for for, to be my guest. Um, okay, so hopping right into it. So I have been doing this show now for four months. Um, I've had uh, some great guests thus far. I've had uh, Richard ZK, for the guitar player from Ramstein nice. and Emigrate. Uh, I've had Tim from Rise Against and uh, Laura Jane Grace. Wow. And now lucky enough to have you. Um, but good company. yeah, some, some good people, some good people all around. Um, but the question that I start every interview off is with the COVID pause. And I know you very well, and I know your band very well. And I know that you are a touring rock and roll band. You, I mean, you guys probably play more shows than most people do in three years in one. Um, so with the pause and being standing on the, you know, the edge of the abyss looking in, what has the pause given you in the sense when you're looking, has it given you the, the, the opportunity to finally, to finally stop and look back? And within that, what did you see? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, I guess so. Like, I mean... I don't really love to look like it's funny to look back at our old stuff. Like it's funny to go watch old videos and see old pictures and stuff. But I think um, what it's taught me anyway is the importance of the connection between the band members, because you're, as you know, you, like you're, you're kind of not stuck with these people, but you are like you're in a bus and you're, it's, it's a small confined space and um, you're around them all the time and you just kind of do it. Like you do it like eight months a year. Like we do it like probably seven, eight months a year. And you just kind of learn to, uh, and you learn to love it. And, um, and now that we don't have that, it's like, you know, I went, I went a couple of months without talking to Tom or without talking to Dave. And I'm like, I got, I got, I got to call these guys. Like I got to yeah. keep in contact. And it's because, you know, we're all spread out. Like there's Dave and I are in Canada still, but the other three, are spread it across the United States. So we don't, we can't see each other anyway. Um, so I, that was very important to me after a while, after COVID kind of set in and it was like, wow, we're going to be off for an extended period of time. And, and then I went, like I said, I went months without talking to my band guys. And I was like, that, that was important to me to like reconnect and talk, hop on zoom or FaceTime and, and like talk, talk to your band guys. And that's kind of what I learned is the importance of, you know, staying as a unit, staying as like, you know, a, a band and staying friends and knowing what's going on in each other's lives still. And because, you know, to kind of take it for granted when you're on the road, it's like you're just around each other and you're talking to them all the time. And then when you're not, you don't know what's going on in each other's lives anymore. 
Yeah, isn't that the interesting thing, right? Like you spend so much time with th- these individuals that they just become kind of part of the fabric of your DNA, of who you are. Yeah. And like your role within that, you know, is such a, um, it's like once once the music stops, literally, you're, you're kind of left to be like, okay, well, who am I within all of this? You know, not just individually, but like collectively within, you know, the, the members. And when you don't have that connection you kind of feel like you're losing a part of yourself and a part of your, your identity. Yeah. And, and, you know, some bands, you know, your band and our band, we're kind of the same in the way we were friends first. Exactly. Or the band. Like, Correct. so we were high school friends yeah. that decided to make a band. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 and you know, some bands don't have that and we're just lucky that we did, we did start, start it like that. Um, and so, yeah, like, it's like, well, that guy is the guy's my bandmate, but he's also like my friend first. Yeah, I gotta, exactly. You know, I got I to keep in contact here. You know? Well, yeah, you, you got to just make sure that you're checking in and just making sure that everyone's OK, you know, and, and, and just to even just shoot the shit about, you know, stupid things. Like that's the stuff I miss the most about just being on the bus. It's just like the mundane kind of conversations that you have. Yeah. But they're just it's just fun and lighthearted. And yeah, it's, it's funny on the road, too, is like you end up knowing everything about everyone's life yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know someone walks in the bus like you know kind of mad and, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. and he's talking about his i don't know his wife or something it just it snowballs so you end up knowing everything whereas now i know nothing yeah exactly <laughs> right strange. yeah it's weird um but the one thing about some 41 is the longevity of and going back to kind of what we're saying is like the longevity that you guys have. I mean, you guys have met what year did you meet? Like probably 90. Well, we met in 94. Yeah. Right. So ninth grade. And then just through the evolution of the band, you've had some people leave. Yeah. And some people leave and come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you brought in new energy. You know, you have Tom and uh, Frank, right? His name's Frank. Yeah, yeah drummer. I've, I've only met him once, but it seems like a nice enough fella. Yeah. But like within that, longevity is something that doesn't really happen especially in rock and roll anymore. Like there's like the, the outliers of like the Rolling Stones and things like that. But like for bands of our generation, that longevity is something that's almost unheard of. Yeah. You know, so what's not that there's a secret, but like how, how does the inner workings of your band work that you maintain and still, and like you said, something interesting, you don't necessarily always have the time or the luxury or, or the want to look back because you're always still looking forward. Yeah. Right. So what's, what's the secret to longevity within some 41? Well, Derek got sober. That helped. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Uh, no, seriously. Yeah. No, there was, there's a couple of things. I mean, the going back to like being friends first, sure. like we weren't just shoved in a room, like we're hiring people. But I think, so we really know each other that like really, really well. Like we know, like I, I can, I can look over and look at Derek and I'm like, he's pissed off right now. I can just tell without mm. him even saying anything. Um, so, you know, that, and yeah, just like people figuring out their own stuff in their life and being like, so Dave left um, in the mid two thousands because of really personal issues for going on with his family. So he had to figure that out for himself. He came, came back 10 years later and it's kind of like he never left now. Um, so he, you know, he's just that kind of guy, like he can just mm. get back in it. So oh, it's Dave and he's, he's easy going and, so I think it's a combination of things. So, you know, and they're the same, like he was, you know, pretty bad alcoholic for a long time and, uh, almost died and 
had to go to rehab and figure out his own stuff. So I think, you know, people being able to do that and still wanting to do the band, um, that's, that's the main thing is like, you know, Derek could have woke up sober and been like, you know, I don't even want to do this anymore. But I think the drive to be, to want to still do some 41 for all of us is still there. And I think that's the most important thing really is we all just really want to do it still. And we still want to make music and we still want to tour. So, you know, when, when that, um, urge and, craving stop stops will probably end but i don't really see that happening for a long time oh and that's good yeah that makes me happy (laughs) you know because i you also got to keep in mind for the listeners out there is when sum 41 first came out in canada um it went from like zero to a million in a real hurry for you guys and i remember sitting you know we were still slugging it out in the band and playing um, you know, in front of our friends and not very sought after clubs or bars. or whatever. <laughs> uh, And I remember when you guys like broke, I had nothing but the utmost kind of pride. And I didn't know you guys back then, but I was so proud that this band from like our neck of the woods is getting this acclaim and this recognition. You know, like, do you what was your fondest kind of recollections of those early days? Yeah, it was, it did happen quite fast. It was fast in the way of like, you know, obviously the band started in 96. Yeah. Signed in 99. So that three years, it's pretty quick for teenagers too. Like we were, yeah, you guys were kids. We were, we were 19 when we got oh, signed. Oh, good God. So my, yeah. my one recollection is just kind of all of a sudden 1999 came around. We we're sending stuff out to record labels and then, it just snowballed. Like the one guy that came up, Rob Cavallo. Yeah. And he was, you know, obviously a producer, produced a lot of Green Day records, but he was working at this uh, label called Hollywood Records. He came up, he was the first one to come up and he saw us play at Ted's Wrecking Yeah, Yard. one of my favorite venues in Toronto, rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so once he came up, I think everyone else was kind of like, oh, who, who is this band? And they had really overlooked us. We had sent stuff out to labels previous and they just, nah, nah, nah. And, and as soon as he came up, then we had like eight labels come up throughout the next two months, you know, like just constant labels. And so that was my fondest memory of all that time is just like the craziness of like being 19, just legal to drink in Canada (laughs) (laughs) and and like being taken out to dinners and you know, the whole whole hoopla of it all as you guys experienced too. It's kind of just, it was craziness and you don't really, it was just kind of because you're 19, you don't really even know what's going on. You're so green. Yeah. Um, and thank, thankfully we had a really good team. Like we had good, you know, management and lawyers yeah. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And we could have been taken advantage of, but uh, that was just kind of my favorite time is just like being, being wind and dined as a yeah. you know. Well, because it's like, it's like, that's the dream that you always heard of, but never thought possible. I know. You know what I mean? And especially being so young, it must've been uh even more kind of mind blowing, like Billy Talent. We didn't get signed till we were twenty seven. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean. So we not that we were dinosaurs. Yeah, in the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right. Uh, but yeah, so it was. It was. Uh, yeah, that 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 those were fun times, and I, yeah, we we took full advantage of it. <laughs> and, then, and now fast forward to these days, yeah. it's like you're begging the record label to take you out for dinner. You're begging the record label <laughs> to answer your call. <laughs> Let alone they fucking send you a sandwich in the mail, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, and, and another little thing that people may not know is one of the first bands that ever took us out across Canada was Sum Forty One. Yeah, there was uh, it was Sum Forty One, a band called Flashlight Brown, 
and Billy Talent. Yep. And I remember uh, when we got the tour, we were obviously, we were so excited because you guys were like massive at that point. Um, and I remember we were playing the Shaw Conference Center yeah. in, uh, in uh, Edmonton. Yeah. And there's this like weird elevated backstage thing. It's like a hallway that you can kind of look over the crowd. And I remember standing there with you and, and we had just recently met um, and all the, the, the crowd were cheering, you know, uh, cheering for you guys. And it was just before you got to go on. And I said, I remember looking at that little window with you and be like, what is, how does this make you feel? <laughs> and you just kind of looked out, looked at me and said, it makes me feel great. <laughs> and I, just, I thought it was hilarious because of course it makes you feel great because it's you know here we are uh you know playing rock and roll and yeah anyway so i i always i don't think i've ever said thank you for 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 you know believing in us and taking us out for that first time and but thank oh, you man. i appreciate it well yeah i mean it was great i mean i remember hearing billy town for the first time it was on our bus because you guys hadn't put out a record yet and we were kind of looking for opening bands and Michael McCarty from you, my publishing. Oh, yeah, good old Mike McCarty. Three songs, and, and Try Honesty was on it, but I can't re actually remember the other three. But you, Standing in the Rain, maybe, I think, was no one, idea. another one of them. No idea. It was like a three-song demo, and we all kind of popped it in and looked, and we listened to the first, like, two, and we all kind of looked at each other. It was like, wow, this band is, like, we were blown away. Oh, <laughs> well, it, thank it was, you. It was so refreshing, right? Like, because what was going on, even in our pop punk scene, was starting to get a little bit, like, everything was the same all of a sudden, but Billy talent sound refreshing. And, um, and so obviously, yeah, but it's funny that it's funny because I talk about that tour quite often and you guys being the first on and we go across Canada and no one knew who you guys were at the time. And it was so funny, but I, as soon as we got home, try honesty came out and it was just like an explosion. All of a sudden, you know, like you guys exploded pretty much. Like, yeah. you know, like you probably thought it was a little bit of a slow thing, but I thought it was like, it was like Billy Talent Mania <laughs> um, in Canada, you know, like right away. Like, so, I mean, I, it was so, it was amazing to see because like, I know those guys. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, but I mean, uh, this, <laughs> there they are, there they are, they're on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Our success was, especially in this country, was directly correlated to like that tour as well, because you put us in front of so many people. Um, like-minded people that maybe would like our type of music because yeah like you said like we were a little outside of the box just by you know with the songwriting and Ian's playing and my voice and um, yeah so when it kind of all happened it happened I remember walking by the horseshoe and I saw this lineup like down past like the to the black bowl kind of thing and I was like wow I wonder who's playing here <laughs> and I sh I showed up and Tyrone the the door guy at the horseshoe I said Tyrone who who are all these people here for and he's like they're here for you man <laughs> <laughs> and I was like what the fuck because you know we played the yeah. shoe a hundred times where there was you know literally five to 20 people in there. So yeah, uh, yeah, those are, those were exciting times. Um, no, but that's a, that's a good point that you made before though. The importance still of like bringing out kind of unknown bands, sure, putting them in front of audiences, you know, we still try and do that where we like, you know, you know, we always take a, you know, try and take out a band that people maybe know before us, but then the first band can be like, no one's heard of. Yeah. And it gives them a shot to be in front of people that might like their band. Yeah. You know, and, and then it keeps the cycle going. I wonder if that's something that's just part of like our, not dare I say scene, but in the sense of like, you know, if one band or, you know, takes a step up the ladder, they reach down and help everybody else kind of up. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really important because, yeah, especially in Canada too, like we've always uh, adhered to that same kind of, 
not code, but just kind of that idea of, hey, why not bring some bands that maybe people don't know about that they may love and give them an opportunity that other bands bestowed on to us. You know, I think it's a really important piece in the in like the overall pie of how this thing works, you know. Well, and also you guys did it right. I mean, you guys returned the favor and took us across Canada. Well, yeah, but that was more. Thank that, you that, that, that too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that was more just we wanted to have fun and hang out with you guys. And yeah, I guess you know it, it's funny um, to just kind of do that again that many years later. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, you know that that was really that was really special and really cool. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about you for a second. Now, you are a. I think you're just a wonderful human being and a, and a lovely soul that's outside of the band, but you're also a very charitable person. And that's something that really rings true to me. Uh, and I know you work well, or you do a lot of work with Make Music Matters, which Ian's also part of from the band. Um, is that something that's just come, becomes innate in you to do, or is that something that you make a conscious effort, or is that something that's just comes naturally to you? Uh, yeah, probably a little bit of both, but I mean, it really started when we went to the Congo um, in 2005. Like, we went and did this whole thing in the Congo documentary and almost died. Like, we got into a whole battle, and like in, or not in a battle, but like the battle started around us and we got evacuated from the Congo. And so when that, after that, whole episode over in Africa happened, I was just kind of, I, I was all in. Like, I was like, well, I've seen what's going on over there. So anything that comes up, so Make Music Matter does stuff over in the Congo. So I jumped on board right away. I was like, well, I anything that happens to do with the Congo now, I'm, I'm kind of like this warm spot in me that just has to do it. Like, because I've just seen the brutality over there and like all these kids dying and getting raped and all this other horrible stuff. So it's just, I can't say no. Um, I have to help. And so, you know, and other things come up, just not, not to do with the Congo, but other things come up. And I think every band should really be doing stuff like that. If they really believe in something, if you believe in it, you should just, just do it, you know, just be part of a charity and help out in any way you can, because I mean, we're so lucky to be, you know, playing music for a living and traveling and going on stage and playing music. Um, if you can lend your hand and your voice and like, cause you know, we have these fans and we have social media accounts that have all these followers now. So that really helps. That stuff can help these charities do good stuff over in these places. Well, good on you, my friend, because I think uh, we need more of that attitude uh, more than ever, especially nowadays with, uh, you know, God knows what's going to happen in the next little while. So uh, good on you. And speaking of that, uh, what's like, I know none of us have been able to tour the way we uh, were hoping, but what is 2022 in an ideal uh, way look for you guys and for the band? Well, yeah, I mean, probably much like every band, packed. <laughs> Touring, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like um, we're supposed to, at the end of March, we're supposed to go to Australia with the Offspring. Oh, nice. And then right from there, it just kind of like, basically my iCal is flattened with some 41 dates until like February, 2023. Wow. Great. Um, and that, that includes basically everywhere, like the States, Canada, Europe, um, probably Australia again. Cool. <laughs> you know? so, so lots of stuff. And when it comes to, uh, new music, is that on the horizon? Have you, I mean, obviously these are different times of how we record the recording, you know, the writing process, the whole thing has just been thrown out the window. Yeah. Um, but does, is there any, uh, any new music, on the horizon as well? Yeah, kind of. We're demoing. It's It was funny because for the first year of the pandemic, I would chat with Derek and 
we kind of talk about new music and he's like, yeah, I don't really have, cause Derek's always, yeah. you know, he's the main writer. So we kind of much wait. like Ian and our band. Yeah. yeah. Like if Ian doesn't come up with any riffs and stuff, you're just kind of sitting. We waiting. got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. buddy. Hey, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for the first year, Derek really said, yeah, I really don't have much urge. You know, he was kind of, you know, like we all were kind of bummed out. And like, sure. yeah, like, I don't want to write a pandemic record of just sob stories. So, you know, after about the first year, I, like a couple months ago, he called me up. He's like, hey, I got to send you like nine new songs. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay. amazing. Like, okay, cool. So and then we just kind of start, we're just kind of demoing, but it's, you know, we don't, we don't have any plans for a release. It's just kind of, we just decided let's just record and demo songs now. And see, where, and then, see what so, happens. You know, if we want to throw a single out, if we want to throw an EP out, if we have enough for a full record, we'll do that. But there's no real like set plan of like, okay, we're going to get 12 songs for a record to release in July. There's nothing like yeah. that right now. But that's actually kind of a better place to be in a lot of ways because, you know, you just, you, you whatever the songs are in front of you, you just deal with them, take care of them, make them the best they can be and know that you have them for whenever, whatever comes next. Yeah. And we also have like four songs that are fully recorded from our last record that just didn't fit on it that are, oh, cool. that are great, I think. Um, so yeah, so there's songs, it's just trying to piece an album together or is it an EP or is it just singles? Yeah. You know, you know yeah. it's so, it's so different nowadays to release music so. which is actually in part and parcel can be a good thing because the way people process is maybe sometimes they don't need a whole record they just want a new song yeah so you can be like here's a great song you guys have released yeah. what, three singles already <laughs> almost four i think yeah four. <laughs> <laughs> well just because we much like kind of what we're talking about like we had ideas to release uh we were just going to kind of write a song record a song put it out write a song record a song put it out. Yeah. and then the pandemic hit and then we, we just decided to finish the batch that we had and then now it's actually coming out next month in like a full like a record i i have it yeah and you got it i'm gonna be listening to it today oh great well there you go enjoy your afternoon yeah, yeah. with a, a little cup of tea and some loud billy talent um, <laughs> but listen buddy i just want to say uh thank you for taking the time and happy holidays to you and the family and unbeknownst to me until recently we're actually we're we're neighbors we live very close to each other yeah so we're, we're gonna walk. get together and go for a walk yeah and, ha and hang out yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. happy new year's to you buddy and uh and thanks for taking the time and always a pleasure and i'll see you uh see you in the park see you in the park <laughs> <laughs> rock antenna the rock star radio show louder than the dj here's your host ben kowalowitz from Billy Talent. Welcome back to Louder Than the DJ. I'm your host, Ben Kowalowitz. How are you? So this next segment is going to be about the different guests that I've had on the show and some of my favorite moments from talking to these people. So before I start, I just want to say a special thank you to Rock Antenna for giving me the opportunity to do this show because I've been having a blast. Not only just like talking and playing music, but being able to talk to different people that I respect in the industry. So my first guest on my first show was none other than Richard ZK from Ramstein and Emigrate. Now, I hear I'm talking to Richard about his new record that is out now, actually called The Persistence of Memory, and his first song that he wrote called Freeze My Mind. So he wrote the song about 20 years ago, but sometimes you have to go through the past to get to the present for the future. So here's Richard talking about writing that song and what it means to be an emigrate. You know, I read that, uh, like your first single, like Freeze My Mind, you wrote that almost 20 years ago, right? Yes, it was one of yeah. my first, uh, uh, first answer to the band telling me you're too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it yeah. was a time when you know when 
I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, the only band that I know, like, did, like, a movie about their psychology aspect of a band. It's just so interesting. And maybe one day I will come up with an idea because nobody understands what no. goes on in a band and what kind of wars and fights we play and how it is and how we have to deal with certain things. People think of, like, well, you know, there's some bunch of musicians and everything's going to be fine and just, like, playing live. Yeah, yeah. It's just... It, it, they don't understand how many dark stairs we go up and down and to yeah. what we are. And I'm not trying to compl uh, complain here. It's just saying that's also part of our work. And at that time, I was just like, you know, probably too much. And I couldn't see the bigger picture, you know, and I felt mm. like, you know, all oh, what I do is for the band and basically didn't realize that the other guys felt, well, you know, maybe we have to do the same amount, but we can. So the whole blame started and then I needed to go away. That's why mm. I went to New York to see the bigger picture. And then I realized, you know, my little outcome doesn't matter. What matters is that the band feels complete and, 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 uh, Everyone feels comfortable in that, you know. I needed to go a long way to realize that. Here's Emigrate with their song Freeze My Mind on Louder Than the DJ on Rock Antenna. Rock Antenna, the rock star radio show, Louder Than the DJ. Here's your host, Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Welcome back to Louder Than the DJ. This next segment is taken from my interview with Tim from Rise Against. Now, I've been friends with Tim for a long time, and we've played many, many shows together, and hopefully we'll be playing many more shows together in the new year. But one thing that I love about Tim, besides just being a great guy, is his songwriting. And there's always been an element of hope in his lyrics. And here I'm asking Tim if that's something that comes naturally to him or if that's something that he has to work on. Yeah, it's probably... A little bit of both. It's 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 true to who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Like I do have hope. I'm a bit of an optimist. I feel like I have a responsibility to be hopeful. You know what I mean? Like I feel like this whole endeavor of doing a band, right? Like doing what we do, like making music, making songs, pulling people into our world. Mm. You know, if not, but for 90 minutes a night or whatever it is, or whenever they turn our albums on if you're going to come into our world i feel like this responsibility as like your ringleader for that moment um to not just drag you into this deep dark place you know what i mean like it's not why i got into this like it's not to drag you down into like the darkness that we all have you know what i mean that, that is inside all of us but to like instead like leave you a trail of breadcrumbs to get you out to know that they're Like the things that you're going through, you know, might just be blips on radars and to remind yourself that, that like you will get over this, like you, we will get over this. Like there are more good things than bad things in this world. You know, we need to acknowledge the bad, acknowledge the darkness, but by acknowledging it, we're already on that, taking that step to making it better. And so that's something that I really truly believe. And I want to be a part of that. And I want the rise against world to Uh, reflect that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want a bunch of people streaming out of our shows, staring at their toes, you know what I mean? And like, just bummed about the world. You know what I mean? I would like to think that when they walk out of our shows, like, they're clenching a fist, you know what I mean? And they're thinking, man, I'm like, I'm really inspired to go do whatever it is that you do, like, the next morning, you know? And that they're not alone in the feeling, right? That's a great point, yes. Because there's that, 
a show can be like a rally. You know what I mean? It can be this camaraderie that like just just knowing that you're not alone, like that alone makes you feel so much better. Here's Rise Against with their song Savior on Louder Than the DJ on Rock Antenna. Rock Antenna, the rock star radio show, louder than the DJ. Here's your host, Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Welcome back to Louder Than the DJ. I'm your host, Ben Kowalowicz. And one of my favorite interviews so far that I've done is with Laura Jane Grace. Now, Laura Jane Grace sings in Against Me. She also does a bunch of solo stuff. And I've known her for a very, very long time and proud to call her a friend. So we had a great hour-long conversation about a whole bunch of different things. But one thing that I find interesting is talking to other singers is about their voice. And I know myself when I'm on tour, you know, it's really hard to protect your voice and make sure that you can sing every night. I talk to her sometimes about how singing isn't necessarily always in your throat. It's in your head. A hundred percent. And it, yeah. you know, it was something that was even more comical when I was younger and I partied. Um, yeah. Where it would be like, you know, if there was a big show coming up and I was like, all right, yeah. this yeah. whole week, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke. I'm going to go to bed early every night. And then my voice would be shit. Yeah. But then it was like the next night, if I went out and I was smoking and I was drinking and I <laughs> until all hours, that next show would be the best. And my voice would feel <laughs> amazing. But, but also, you know, then relating to that to pandemic stuff like that was something I actually really did notice in a different way of like so many of those functions and those things that have become muscle memory to take an extended period of time off during the pandemic. I really realized how much they were starting to slip and how much work I had to still put into them to keep them up to par as a professional, you know, and a lot of that stuff is not fun, boring as far as like, okay, realizing like, I guess I got to wake up every day and do my vocal warm ups, even if I'm not going to be playing a show tonight or I got to still play the songs because if I don't, the memories or the the lyrics are going to slip from my memory. I just took it for granted that I would always remember the lyrics to 75, 100 songs at any given moment. (laughs) It's just not true. You know, you have to practice with those things. So that was has been a real challenge over the past year. Here's Against Me with their song. I was a teenage anarchist. Turn it up on Louder Than the DJ on Rock Antenna. And that's a wrap. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and for taking the time to hang out, not just today, but since I started doing the show a couple months ago. I know this year has been complete and total shit, but there were some good moments, and there is lots of love out there. You just have to work a little harder to see it sometimes. So with the Christmas spirit in mind, I would like to give a little gift to all those out there who maybe are Billy Talent fans. We have our new record coming out, Crisis of Faith, on January 21st, which we are so excited to finally be able to share with you and to hopefully be able to tour next year. But I thought since we're about a month away from putting the record out, why not play a new song? So here's my gift to you. Here's Billy Talent with our new song called Judged off our record Crisis of Faith coming out next month. Only on Louder Than The DJ on Rock Antenna. Happy holidays, everybody. Take care out there. Technical production by Kenny Luong. Louder Than the DJ with Ben Kowalowicz from Billy Talent. Tune in every fourth Friday of the month. On air, online, on fire. Only on Rock Antenna.